This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 124 of Banging on the Drum. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe, download, and we would greatly appreciate it. But as always, I'm your host, P-Dog, joined alongside our other host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing really well. And I think it's probably the last, like, super nice day in Wisconsin for six months. Yep. I've been uh, working at the old weather shop, and there's a cold front coming through. And um I guess I was more paying attention down to this area, but the temperatures look to be significantly dropping and the pattern seems to be changing a little bit. I, I wouldn't put it past having another decent day up there, but, but no, so tomorrow's supposed to be like 68, which isn't going to be bad. If it's sunny and not too windy, that'll be, that'll be just fine. Like that's a normal day for October. Like generally I would be like, man, it's beautiful out Yeah, for October. Right. So I'm not complaining. I think we got like basically summer this last week and I can deal with that. Yeah. Extra week of summer. You'll take it. You'll take it. Uh, let's get this show rolling right away. I'm going to start with my unders and overs and yeah, that's how we'll go. So move to a new worst thing that happened to me this week. My under uh, move to a new area and the area is pretty awesome. So I can't complain too much about that but it is new so i'm learning where to go and stuff and it's just always a pain in the ass like re-getting like learning where my gym is this that and the other and this morning i went out to try to go for a run and where my house is you can't just like run walk out on the road and start running i mean you could but it's just not very safe for that it's just a road there's like no sidewalks around me no curbs it's kind of like uh ontario ontario yeah they have no curb um so i went to a place where from the last time i was here i remembered i was like okay this was like a pretty good run route and anyways i didn't make it there ended up running somewhere else so that that was the under just getting lost in the morning and wasting about an hour of my day uh before work yeah i think if you would have been running while you were lost you'd have been in good shape yeah no i would have got a decent run in i still got a little bit of a run in i ran two miles so i can't say it was completely a waste but i was definitely planning on going a little bit farther but then for the over this house that we're renting while we're here is absolutely amazing but it might turn into an under because it's it's way too nice like we're gonna get spoiled in this place and then nah, we're yeah. never ever gonna want to go back but yeah we have three bedrooms three bathrooms um just a pretty nice place you need to come visit mike we got room for you and the family in this yeah. place yeah that's fair so yeah i don't know i'd have to get the rest of the family on board to do that as well i think but that's not outside the realm of possibility Helm, uh tennessee is just a great place to come visit it is i love tennessee i'm not gonna lie i think it's one of my favorite states because the east side of the state is beautiful this side of the state is like still pretty and it has nashville had only done like one thing in memphis but Everywhere I've been, Memphis is on the Mississippi. Memphis is on the Mississippi, and yeah. uh, but I'm not really too close to Memphis. I want to say I'm like a right. two and a half hour drive from Memphis. Um, yeah. But yeah, Memphis is basically on the Mississippi. Well, it is on the Mississippi River, and it's on the Mississippi state border as well. Like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. pretty sure you can just drive out of Memphis and be in Mississippi. Yeah, and so how far are you from Nashville? Forty-five minutes from Nashville. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, at all. yeah. No, we're we're going to be exploring the area, but even just Clarksville, the town that we're in, s seems very nice. Like, 
everywhere I go, though, people are like, oh, no, there's like, it's, it's dangerous. I'm like, not if you're not like an asshole to people like all the time. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting myself above like getting jumped and shit, but I've never had too much. I'll learn the hard way. Never had too much bad shit happen to me and still doing fine, but I like it. But yeah, that's all I got. What do you got this week, Mike? Uh, so I'll start with my under. So we had a flag football game last night. This is the first one that I coached this year and we got cooked pretty good. Right. Um, not were you running not, the Joe Joe Barry defense out there? Um defense is okay. So I got a couple like I got a couple guys that are like actual dogs on defense, like diving at kids, grabbing flags, can do yeah. that. Um what 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 I get frustrated with is we don't we don't remember what plays are. Nobody on my team can remember what a play is. We try um now last year i kind of expected that because i was putting them in different positions every time and this year we're just trying to keep them in the same position and they'll ask me what the play is when i'm calling the play like what am i supposed to do on this play where am i supposed to line up and it's driving me kind of nuts right like give them a playbook or what so we have a playbook but we run these kids in the same spot every time like three practices in a row now just practicing plays. They had one game before this and then they'll be asking questions to me in the huddle. And I'm like, I'm like, you got to listen. And it just, it frustrates me. And I don't know if I'm like a good, a good person to be coaching little kids. I don't, it might not be. Yeah, no, I think you are. You have more patience than I think uh, more people than you would know. So, but maybe, maybe like having patience isn't good. So I'm starting to think that maybe I need to have a shorter temper right so that you can like actually get them to sit and listen and like focus on something for 10 minutes so they can learn it yeah right? so there's you know what i mean but i don't think you really have to lose your patience like do you speak pretty confidently when you speak to them because i yeah. think okay because yeah that's i try to anyway i mean i guess like i think i do yeah and that's one thing i I'm very wishy-washy in my words. Like, I'm like, oh, they might do that. They might not do that. Like, right. I always am using mites and maybes and stuff. And I've been noticing that about myself more. And I think I need to be more direct, but still, uh, still patient. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely have noticed that being that person, like, that's the person I want to be, is the person who isn't doesn't have any convictions on anything. Right to be able to change my mind about things moving forward and like uh kind of like not get locked into anything and have like these like ideals that if if I find out they're broken, they're they actually break me. Right. Like do you get what I'm saying with that? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think right. that's I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy that thinks like that like thinking is fluid and can yeah. change. Um, but in the prison system, thinking like isn't fluid at all. And so I've adjusted that a little bit in my, in the way I talk to people. No, right. In, yeah. And there's certain situations where like, like what you said, I think that's what like everybody should strive for. I think that's like the Buddhist way, like Nirvana type, like that's yeah. how you find that. Like you don't pass judgment on people and so and i mean i think feel like that's christian in any religion but when you're a weather forecaster you can't be like uh it might rain it might not (laughs) yeah i mean i guess that's like the common joke like you can do that but like where i'm working now yeah it's it's not very much appreciated so you gotta kind of be like this is what it's gonna be and then if it's not you gotta just be like well, I was wrong, but now it's going to be this and then move yeah. on and just like not even bat an eye that you were wrong. Like it's the short memory thing, like with the quarterback, like if you throw a pick, like just run back out on the field and just be like, oh, whatever. I can still do this. Like, Yeah. Uh, so like um, I think it was Kyle Hurd made a statement about Manny Ramirez at one point. Like he was such a good hitter because. Like nothing was ever running through his mind. He wasn't thinking about the last at bat. He wasn't thinking about like the dumb shit he did in the outfield. He was just up there, just like 
see ball, hit ball, right? And I think he said it like acting like Manny Ramirez was dumb, right? I think it was like he actually used like uh, Fruit Loops, but like Manny Ramirez just didn't care what anybody thought about him. So like that aided in the way that he could like just focus into hitting the ball. Yeah. Every time. And I think there's lots of guys like that. That's the one I remember the most, like the example. Yeah, but yeah, living in the moment. I think I think it's yeah. a good goal to have. But what else you got for us, Mike? What else you got for us? All right. Yeah, so I don't want to get too long on my football game, but it did not go well. Got it. Got uh got stopped pretty good. And then uh so I'm running a committee at work and like I was kind of nervous about like putting my views out there and like how I want to like run this committee and I'm the chair of the committee, right? And so in theory, they should be kind of doing like the direction I want them to do. So like I start throwing my opinions out there and they all seem to be on board, which I was pretty excited about, right? Like they were, they've heard the same complaints and then thought those other people were dumb as well. It wasn't like just me that thought they were dumb. So, but so they were on like, well, at least a little bit on my side and not on the naysayer side and didn't try to fight back about like what we should be doing through these, through this committee. And it's just an activities committee, but I want to do more. And there's a lot of, there's some people, I shouldn't say a lot of people. There's some people in my department that want to do less. Like think we should do less all the time. Like, and I get bored when I do less. Yeah. So you had kind of a majority's consent in that one. So my committee was on board with it. And so like, which was, I was nervous that they would be like, let's reel it in. Let's keep it slow. Like let's, let's not do anything too big. And I'm like, let's go for it. And, and they were on board. So it was, that's cool. and that's made me feel good. Is, is that the people you're helping out or. So that's coworkers. So the, okay. these are people that are all on the same level as me. Okay. They, yeah. That's pretty cool. Good to see. All right. You ready to roll into Wisconsin's under the week? I think we're going to start with uh, roll out the barrel. Uh, yep, I think we, we should too. Yeah, we don't have much written down for this one, but I'm sure you were plugged in at least a very little bit. And I watched. I was I was tracking it on my phone, so I can't like speak to like the mood of the game on TV. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, I was. I was fairly disappointed and I'm like kind of assuming that uh, right now in the next, maybe three or four weeks, Damian Lillard's going to tear his knee up or Giannis will. So, yeah, no, Wisconsin sports feels like a cruel, cruel joke right now, but, (laughs) but it's the same thing as, I mean, I guess the Packers didn't make the playoffs last year, but I would say like two years ago is when we're having the special teams issues. Yep. And we're like, oh, special teams has been killing us all regular season long. But like when we get to the playoffs, it's magically gonna they're going to fix it. Yeah. yeah. And hitting with runners in scoring position had been killing the Brewers all year long. Get to the playoffs. Nothing changed. We roll out. Yeah, let's start with the first game. Um, I'm going to be bouncing around here on the computer, but we roll out Corbin Burns. Burns does not have uh, that great of a start. I can't remember exactly how early it went to shit, but it went to shit pretty damn quickly. Well, so we get up. So last night we get up three nothing fairly early, right? Yeah. Yeah. Second. Yeah, third no, we broke out the bats pretty early, but yeah, Corbin Burns gives up three runs in the third. So yeah, that's yeah, what so I was talking up, about. And then we end up going down four, three at some point. And just never recover. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's start it out there. I, I started in the wrong spot because, yeah, you're 100% right. Because the same thing happened tonight. Like, we break up yep. the bats early. So, first inning, uh, get some runners on. I can't remember if Yellow's got a hit or walk. Um, but, anyways, he gets on. Uh, Santana singles to right and he scores. Um, that was after Contreras. Um, single as well and then in the second inning taylor tyrone taylor hits a two run home run put us up three nothing and then like i said uh burns has been not getting run support 
all year long. I think it was like one game where he got like 16 runs. And I was like, holy shit, like this is the anomaly of all anomalies. So you think, you know, you have a three-run lead, you have Corbin Burns on the mound. You think you're at least getting to the sixth inning with with the lead intact. But yeah. um, that was not the case. Uh, the Diamondbacks, Corbin Carroll homers on us in the third. Uh, Marte homers on us in the third as well. And then Marino homered in the fourth. And then in the ninth inning, they tack on two more runs. Uh, and I assume that was against Devin Williams. So, so yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Devin Williams gave him up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that shows you how good my memory is because I watched every single pitch of that game. And, yeah, yeah, Devin Williams, two runs. So our probably best two pitchers on staff, I mean, I guess you could throw Woodruff in there too and maybe Peralta. Um, give up six runs in in a game turned out like we needed to win for sure and we did not win just very very disappointing game uh be a big miss if we didn't mention though the arizona's defense was insane lingoria i want to say saved at least two runs and the the game could have been a completely different story if he doesn't make a hell of a catch and jump back into his gold glove form. I mean, obviously, the guy's still in yeah. him, that that gold glover. Like, he's not going to be completely incompetent out at third base. But, yeah, he... They switched him out defensively in the ninth tonight. Yeah. Look, really? Which is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Um, well, they took him out. I assume that it was in the yeah, it was in the middle of the night. They took him out, so that's switching him out for defensive. Someone who's better defensively, in theory. Yeah, but yeah, he made. I want to say two great plays, and then he almost made a third play that would have been better than than all the other ones. Um, but yeah, Arizona got us game one, got us game two as well. And then yet again, we jumped out to an early lead. So in this one, uh, um, wait, where are we now? Okay, there it is. So yeah, we jumped out to a 2 nothing lead right off the bat. Uh, Relic hit a sack fly. Adamas singled the center. Santana scored. Uh, and then it was looking good for a while. Willie Peralta was just coasting. I want to say he got through four innings of no-hit baseball, maybe. And then in the fifth, the wheels just come off. Um, first hit of the game is a Thomas Homer to right. Then then settled back in, got through the fifth inning. Then in the sixth inning, uh, they started getting runners on base uh, and end up getting four. With, four more runs and that's that's where the game stayed from there but also a big miss if we didn't talk about it is just how many runners the brewers had on and just couldn't push anybody across the plate we now, were so i heard it was like 25 runners in 17 innings on base left on base nine today um so so maybe not quite as many as i was thinking but no i think i've seen this same tweet as you so it might have been i don't i can't remember the exact number but it was over 17 in 17 innings i was pretty Eight, sure 18 so or 20 20 so um okay. yeah 11 in game one nine in game two uh and we a grand total of five runs yeah yeah and if you look at our hits with runners in scoring position we actually went three for nine but it is misleading because i want to say two of those hits there with runners in scoring bit position was a guy in second and he didn't get past third so well just, so to, tonight we had bases loaded with one out in the eighth yep yep didn't so, get a run. that's tough 
and then yeah in the ninth um shit who got on first whoever did and donaldson then, got hit by a pitch and then yelich hits a double um so yeah. donaldson did not score on a double no from first jesus christ like what are we no. doing yeah, and now that I'm trying to think about it a little bit more, it, it didn't feel like it was Donaldson in front of him because I feel like Weimer Donaldson, Donaldson got hit by the pitch. Oh yeah, Weimer uh, pinch ran for Canna. Okay, but yeah, and then we have Yelich hit a double, so only down three runs. We just needed someone to bop one deep. So I mean, it, it's just the most Wisconsin sports thing of Wisconsin sports thing is like. Even in the eighth, ninth, eighth and ninth, we still had a shot to tie this game up and just couldn't do anything. Like keep me locked in and couldn't do a yeah. damn thing. So that that so but that's where we need like Ryan Braun. Like that's who you need on that team. Just sitting on the bench, be like, All right, you're pinch hitting. That's cause that's what he did for a long time. Is he was be the guy that finds a clutch hit. Yeah. Yeah, and we just didn't have anybody coming up uh, with clutch hits. Turang definitely wasn't uh, Bryce That's October. Right. Bryce October Turang. Um, yeah, and then the pinch hitting decision for Jesse Winker in both games was just baffling. Um, there was just like a lot of things that we we were talking about it, and we were overthinking it ourselves. But it does seem like council kind of overthought a few things just a little bit too much like i don't, I don't get we're not seeing jesse winker that much at all this year and that's our guy that we're we're pinch hitting i, I want to say see, they said that he did not take a swing in the big leagues in the last two months yeah it was crazy and then um donaldson getting both the starts at third granted he did get two hits in the in the first game um, so that was a pleasant surprise, but I definitely think it should have been Monasterio's job over at third. I uh, just to get a guy that puts the ball in play, but Monasterio did come in as a defensive replacement and got on that bat. And I want to say struck out on three pitches, three or four pitches. So when he did get a shot, he did not take advantage of it, but it was all around just very very disappointing three game series or whatever two two game sweep of the brewers but it did i don't know arizona's a good team they were the better team out there i think especially without woodruff uh with the team i think they are the better team out of the brewers and and the diamondbacks Oh man, that's tough to swallow. Seeing as we had like a ten game lead on them and uh, wins this year, but I, I is yeah, but it's right. I mean, but they they're playing played when you needed to. Yeah, but if you look at the standings, though, they're playing you know San Francisco more, which is a solid team. They're playing San Diego more, which is a good team that underperforms. They're playing the Dodgers more. Yeah. Like it was, I think the Brewers' record and. It is a tough pill to swallow. It was as good as it is because they played in the worst division in the NL um, out of all all the divisions. I mean, we did have the Cubs and the Reds contending for a playoff spot, but yeah, it fell apart, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what it is. The Brewers are dead. Um, So we have to wait another year to see what these guys can do. I guess if there is like any silver lining in this, and it's not even a silver lining, maybe it's beating a dead horse. Uh, If Woodruff wasn't going to be healthy for the playoffs, I don't think we would have had a shot against the Dodgers. And then with that being said, we would have needed some crazy upset of the Braves as well. Cause I don't think, I don't think we were going to pass the Braves. I don't think we were going to pass the Dodgers without, uh, without them and if i know anything i mean baseball is definitely the sport that a sport that anything can happen in but if the dodgers don't 
just absolutely destroy Arizona, I would be surprised. And then I don't know about the Phillies in Atlanta, just because that being such a rivalry. Yeah. I mean, so I could see that one being. I mean, Dodgers little... Arizona has to be a little bit like that. I mean, it's not yeah, and... quite the same, right? Because it well, but it, maybe it's not the same because it happens in the West instead of in the East. So the East gets those like they get a little bit different media play For because sure. it happened. It happens more in the middle of the day, right? Yeah, and I do know one Diamondbacks fan that just absolutely hates the Dodgers. So yeah, you're not wrong, but. For some reason, I just feel like that series could be better. But I, if I had to make my prediction, it's Braves, Dodgers, Braves winning that one. And I don't even know what I would do in the AL. I don't think the Twins are going to get past whoever they moved on to get past. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I got for baseball for you guys. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. He'll cry in his beer later. I will. I'll cry when I'm shotgun on the sun drop later. Yeah, you like, probably is it ice cold? The ice cold ones are tough, man. No, I pulled it out of the pantry. I was I was a wuss. I keep I keep my shotgun and ones in the pantry. So so I'm a step ahead of you, Mike. Yep. That's a good move. See, in uh the last one I did, so I was in um uh Wapan or whatever, that fridge was like freezing my soda too which didn't like that didn't affect it because i knew it was i knew it froze it so i took them all out because i would drink one before that but um it was so like i had to leave it out for like an hour before i shotgunned it otherwise it would have been slush yeah that would have been sweet if you shotgunned a slushy yeah <laughs> yeah just like yeah, that would have been a tough one or down you all right, Mike, get get us into the Packers stuff. Let's leave in the stands, really. All right, we're going to leap in the stands here. Uh, so we got Monday night game against the Raiders, primetime game, going back to visit with Devontae Adams. Um, Packers are a one-point favorite. The over-under is 44 and a half. And so the I think the only way that this really works out with us being a one-point favorite and either hitting – 45 or 44 is that you hit 45 23 to 22 um essentially hitting the over by default if it does run into that exact one point game um i think that that i think if we score 23 and win i'll be surprised Right, so I think that we're going to have to put up closer to thirty. I don't think our defense is there. And then my assumption on Josh Jacobs is that he is going to be a problem for us tonight uh, on Monday. He will—he's one of the best runners in the league, and we our rush defense has been really a sieve for the most part. Um, I, like I don't know, like how we go about stopping their running game, and if we give up time of possession by 10 minutes again it's going to be even the raiders who are, who are struggling for the first part of the season are going to come in and wipe the floor with us i think so um notable things on the injury report uh jimmy g was in the concussion protocol since uh week three he he was at practice i don't know if it was yesterday or today that he was practicing if he practiced yesterday he probably practiced today too but he's back at practice assuming that he will he will be the starter. Um, McDaniel, Josh McDaniel said that he will be the starter once he's cleared. So I would imagine that will be the case uh, coming up. There was nobody else on the injury report that I was like stunned by. Um, I thought Devontae Adams was hurt um, in last week's game and then came back and played his shoulder injury. So not really sure where he stands. If he doesn't play, we should be able to set things up slightly differently and be more effective against the run game. But their wide receivers seem to be healthy. And Jimmy G, I don't know if Jimmy G's ever lost to the Packers. It seems like when he was in San Francisco, we never beat him. But I could be a crazy person with that. It just feels like 
we never beat uh, the Niners. Does yeah. that feel like we beat the Niners to you? No, it, it seems like it's been a while. And yeah. yeah, that's another frustrating team. And it seems like we always play them in the playoffs. So that's yeah. that's yeah. been killing me. Uh, anyway, Jimmy G seem, feels like a Packers killer to me. So that should be great, right? And then I, there, there was a couple corners that were on the injury list for the Raiders, but nobody that I felt like, oh my God, like that's a huge huge deal that they're not there. They did cut Chandler Jones, who hasn't been playing with the team all year. They just recently cut him. He was having uh, something was going on, probably like, I don't want to say like mental illness type stuff, but I thought they put like on Twitter, it made it sound like they put him in like a hospital at some point and he was saying that he was fine. And so he got arrested shortly thereafter in the last week or two. And then the Raiders released him or cut him or whatever this week. I don't know that that'll be affect them at all, though, because he wasn't at the facility at all. Yeah. Uh, so in, as far as the injury report for the Packers go, uh, things are actually looking pretty good. Um, Tuesday, guys that practice that had kind of been out uh, is Alexander. Jair Alexander's practiced on Tuesday. Uh, Watson practice, Jones practice, Elton Jenkins practice, and then Eric Stokes came back as well. But he more than likely will not play until at least week seven when we take on the Broncos. Uh, he's coming off the pup list, so they have 21 days to activate him now because he's practicing again or something like that. Um, and then Luke Musgrave also practiced, who was concussed or left the game for a concussion. I shouldn't say he was concussed. I don't know that to be true, but. He's back at practice, and which would lean towards him playing on Monday night as well. Yeah, that's that is all great news. Yeah, I was I'm just skimming the the injury list, and yeah, it's looking like at the worst, you know, a lot of the big guys that we have out are questionable. Uh, so, so you're taking a look at it, Devondre Campbell. I didn't see him his news anywhere. Is he still not practicing? He's questionable, so I'm not looking at the oh he practiced yesterday stuff. So okay, it, but yeah, no one is really hard out yet. But we are recording this on a Wednesday, and they don't play till Monday. And I feel like they don't usually give you like the the hard outs until no, minimum yeah. Sunday, right? Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, that might be the earliest. Um. Anyway, I, like everybody on that list could probably have a setback. But it's looking good right now. So in terms of like looking good, looking bad, what are your scariest things about the Raiders coming up this week? I don't know much about this Raiders team. Like, honestly, I would say the scariest thing, like just kind of looking at what you were saying about Josh Jacobs, he's not having a good year yet. He has 62 carries, 166 yards and one touchdown which I was looking at before, and I think that's 2.7 yards a carry, but I do agree with you that he's a supremely talented running back. But, yeah, looking at what the Raiders have done this year, um, open up the season with a 17-16 to 16 win against Denver, so that's basically a loss. Then they get their <laughs> shit kicked in by Buffalo 38-10. to 10. Uh, lose to Pittsburgh, who I would say is a solid team, 23 to 18. And then lose to the Chargers, 24 to 17. So, honestly, the most damning thing on there is that they let the Broncos come within one point of them. Other than that, I think they've lost to like all pretty solid teams. Um, yeah. But yeah, weapons wise, I guess I would have to say uh adams coming back to wait no it's in las vegas um uh, i guess adams playing against his old team might be out to prove something so th that's what i would have to say but to be quite honest with you i don't know much about this raiders team and i just think either the scariest thing is if the packers lose this game i will lose a lot of faith in them so i definitely think they should take this one uh yeah so i'm kind of in the same boat 
However, I, the way I feel about the Packers is that if they play the way they did against the Bears with a lot of confidence and, and I get that the Bears are terrible. I understand that, right? Or even the way they played in the second half against the Saints, if they play in like that type of realm, like with confidence and like just going kind of hard, I think they can play with anybody. I think they can play with the Chiefs. Like, honestly, I don't think that the Bills or the Chiefs or the Dolphins or um, the Eagles are like outside the realm of possibility. But you have to have everything clicking in order to be there. But I also think that they can lose to anyone as well. So I think that if we come out and we play poorly against the Broncos and everybody kind of plays poorly against the Broncos, who I think are really like a dog shit team, I think they could lose to the Broncos. And that scares me. Yeah. Uh, Just playing with house money though this year, like, like we've kind of been saying on this, um, I think this is a game where you try some stuff out. You see if you can get going. It's a very, yeah, like I said, I don't know enough about the Raiders to say like that they're equal to us or below us, but I think it's pretty, pretty well stated that they're below us. So this, this is definitely a game the Packers need to use to catch a rhythm. Um, and then they go on to the Broncos, keep that rhythm going. And then I can't remember who we're playing after the Broncos, but yeah, I don't remember right offhand either. Um, but yeah, and I don't have much on this game, but I do just want to see because I don't even see Jones on the injury list. So hopefully, yeah, so he, he's back back then would be the ideal situation there. Yeah. So hopefully we're seeing him get a bunch more carries. Uh, our offensive line gets a little bit more push, comes out more like they came out in the second half versus the Lions and look like they're actually trying to push forward in this game. But I am excited for this game. I, I think the Packers have a good opportunity to go out and fix some things uh, that they looked like they fixed in the second half against the Lions, but just not be down that much i think i think the lions loss was a great learning experience for them because even if the lions were playing soft in the second half i don't think anybody on that team was like oh yeah we only did that because they were playing soft in the second half like they definitely felt like they could handle detroit in the second half or hang with them at the very least right Oh yeah. And so I don't, yeah, I don't have too much on the Packers. Like I think we're going to have a lot of ups and downs this season. I hope the next two games are ups. Um, Those are teams I expect us to beat. And so that's kind of where I'm at with what I'm looking for. Hopefully uh, we have our downs against exceptionally good teams, I guess. Right. Uh, When we run into teams like the Lions, who I think actually are in the, probably in the top five teams in the NFC that that's where we have our down games and like kind of shit the bed. And then we play better against lower competition. I'd like to see us dominate that. And then I think that we're, we're in that Vikings range at the very least, right? Where if we get everything to go our way for a year, we're going to have 13 wins. I like it. And yeah, I'll take that. Even if we do go into playoffs and, get smoked like I, I feel like the lions or i mean the vikings last year did it kind of in a lucky way like they weren't building something but if we do that well it feels like we're kind of building something yeah yep. I, I think i think you can just build on that where the vikings it kind of sucks for them that they were just being able to cover up for that shitty defense and then once it stopped happening they're just shit on luck right now and it looks like they need to do something different to build that defense back up need to hire zimmer zimmer back uh as the defensive coordinator there maybe they we can just we could get zimmer and they could get joe barry all right yeah i I would swap that d i would take i would take uh zimmer as the as the d coordinator of the packers real quick yeah 
All right. You are you ready to move on to the Badgers stuff? You ready to jump around? Jump yeah, around ju- with us? All jump right. around. Jump around. Get up. Get up. I'll, get down. I'll take this one because you took the last one. Um, but I do like starting out with the lines here. So Rutgers is com- the Scarlet Knights are coming to Madison to play the Badgers. And the Badgers are minus 13 in this game. And the over-under is set at 44. So what would that be, Mike? I want to say 13 and a half and at 44, it's going to be like like 29 to 15. Sure. We'll we'll take that. And I like that. Um just looking at some of the strengths of Rutgers. So they average 346 yards a game on offense. Uh they definitely run the ball better than they throw the ball, which I think this plays into the Badgers' favor. Um, because like we see, they got a lot of holes in their secondary. Um, and the Wisconsin football that we're used to is hey, we can run the ball and we can stop the run. Um, Rutgers looks to be like a team that wants to run the ball more often than pass the ball. So I think scheme-wise, this this rolls into the Badgers wheelhouse. Um Rutgers is four and one on the year. Um, I'm gonna come up with their I'll, opponents. I'll, I'll get their schedule here quick. You keep going. Well, no, I got it here. So NU, that's not it looks Northwestern. Like it, so they play Northwestern right Temple, off the bat. Virginia Tech. They got crushed by Michigan, which isn't surprising. And then they played whatever Wagner University is. Yep, the Wagner Seahawks. Seahawks? Uh, Are they like landlocked and they're still called the Seahawks? I have no clue, but let's figure that out real quick. So, no, we're not going to figure that out real quick because I wanted to say they were in Seattle, but that's just my dumb brain and how it works. Uh, But, yeah, like Mike said, uh, they got beat pretty good by Michigan, 31-7. to But Michigan does look like the college a college football team that can compete for a national championship this year other than that they haven't really played anybody uh northwestern you know never a great team but they're not the northwestern that we know right now with pat fitzgerald getting fired and stuff i have no clue what temple has done this year but they beat them like they stole something from them they beat temple 36 to 7 virginia tech uh, I think it's pretty piss poor this year, but they beat them 35 to 16. And then as Mike said, Wagner, they beat 52 to three. So they, they gotta be a confident bunch at the very least um, coming into this game after just getting done doing a 52 to three blowout against Wagner, but whoever you play and you beat that good, I think you're going to think that you're a pretty decent team. But we'll get to the quarterback. I think think they're from Staten Island. Okay. Staten Island. That would make sense. So Rutgers quarterback Gavin Wimsat is having a hell of a year uh, for his sake uh, or for anybody's sake, I guess. So he currently not the best completion guy uh he's 57 for 106 in attempt so right around 54 percent completion percentage so not great with that but he has thrown for 733 yards five touchdowns and only one interception and his college quarterback rating is 125.5 which is pretty damn solid so he takes care of the ball um hopefully we can turn him over a little bit more Last year, he was a five-touchdown, seven-interception guy. And then two years ago, he did not get many attempts. But in his 21 attempts, he threw two interceptions and no touchdowns. But it looks like he's rounded in form. But he also has had just a super light schedule. Uh, Running back Kyle Monaghi is a damn solid running back. Uh, He has 471 yards on the year. He's averaging 5.4 yards a carry, and he has six touchdowns this year. 
not really a guy that's going to like break off the big runs. Uh, his longest run of the season right now is 20 yards, but is a little bit of a bruiser. I want to see what, so 5'9", 210. I guess he's not huge. Well, I mean, he's small, but like, I would even think with those numbers, you'd be like 5'9", 220, like a little Maurice jones Drewy uh, in there. Yeah, I think to some extent the the running game has changed. You got to be a little bit quick, like more of a scat back to be at an elite level these days. And so I think that that's a plus for him. Uh, I do want to point out that their second leading rusher is the quarterback, Wimsat. How do you, do you got how much uh, yardage he's ran for this year? He's got 187, and what do they got? Five games going, so um, it's not a ton. Uh, 4.6 yards per carry, but. He has 41 carries on the year. So that I'm not sure if that's because he's scrambling when he's passing or if that is design type run. Yeah. And I, game. and I couldn't tell you. I didn't get to go back and watch watch the tape. But yeah, just as a team, though, they're averaging 4.8 yards a carry and they have 15 rushing touchdowns on the season. Um best wide receivers. So they got a Jackson and a Dremel. Uh, is kind of their one-two punch. I guess they kind of got a one-two-three punch with Washington as well. Uh, Jackson is kind of their big, big play guy. Uh, he has 12 receptions, 207 yards, so he's averaging right around 17, uh, 17 yards a catch. And then Dremel looks to be more of their possession guy, uh, 14 catches, 195 yards, but he has three touchdowns. And then other than that, touchdowns have been spread to a receiver with four catches in strong and then running back, uh, their backup running back, Benjamin, um, who is his, it's his only catch of the year, but he took it 33. He, he took advantage of his only catch of the year, so 33-yard catch for a touchdown. Um Let's see, Mike. Do you think they get after the passer? 13 sacks on the season. How many games did we say they have? They have five, so they're getting two to three a game, which is not bad. Yeah, and then they have five interceptions uh, on the year. So they do on, – on defense, they do tend to turn the ball over. So six total uh, – Turnovers forced for them on the year. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But like we were saying, uh, awful, awful schedule so far. I think the Badgers come in uh, and we stop messing around. We're in the Big Ten thing. I think you got to give Braylon Allen the ball at least 20 times. Uh, Malusi. Like we saw last, was it two weeks ago he went down for the season? Yeah, two weeks ago went down for the season. So it's going to be a lot of Braylon Allen. Um, I'm sure we have a third running back that is going to step up, but I cannot think of who that would be at the time. Aker, does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. Looking at the stats here. Uh, Jordan, yeah. Ack. Jordan Ackers, Acres, Acker. I think it is Jackson Acker. Jackson. Yep. All right. So I knew it was a J. Sophomore from Madison, Wisconsin. So he stayed home. He stayed home for us. Um. But yeah, I think game plan for Wisconsin should be run the ball early, give it to Braylon Allen, uh, see what Jackson Acker can do a little bit. And then from there, after we establish the run, uh, we have some weapons. Uh, Shimmeray, DK, uh, Pauling, Bell. Let's see if these guys can get the ball. Um, my prediction for this game is Wisconsin beats these Rutgers Scarlet Knights like they stole something from us. Wow, that was heck of lisping from me. So uh, what, do, what do you got going in this game, Mike? Uh, so uh, establish the run, right? I don't know if we should be like 
concerned that we could potentially lose the lose this game, right? Um, however, I think you establish the run, let the passing game like kind of feed off of that, um, and then our defense needs to do better against their passing game. And then, uh, so with Malusi being out, I'd like to see somebody step up in that role. Braylon, even if it's Braylon Allen who gets a few more touches and then kind of shows us why he's on that, that uh, I think it's Doke Walker list. Yeah. Best running back of the year. So yeah, let's get him back in the conversation for this and then hope that Washington state just keeps railing off wins. So that loss doesn't look that bad. We go. So I would, I would say right now that loss doesn't look bad. So when, when that loss happens, they're not ranked and we are, but right now it looks just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it would be crazy if we did pull off that win because they probably won't be ranked still. And then we would oh, be yeah. seeing that's ranked. Yeah. So, so yeah, that game well, was a big, neither hinge. of us are, yeah, neither of us are SEC teams. So it's, yeah, big, big hinge game uh, right there. But yeah. I, I like that. So, yeah, hopefully our secondary can settle in. Like I said, this is a run-first team that we're going against. Um, so maybe that will help. Uh, does look like they got some guys that can catch the ball. So, whatever. Badgers by 13 and a half. I'm going to say the Badgers win this one 35 to 13. So, taking the over and the Badgers on this one, huh? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go 30 to 10. I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to take the Badgers. All right. Loser has to steal Just on a, the one game. Yeah. Loser has to steal a stranger's nose in public, but you don't have to No, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to record it or anything. Mike. You just say you did it. No, I still don't think that would that would make it worse, right? <laughs> I think that you stole a stranger's nose. So, so like, what what are we qualifying as a stranger? Like a true stranger, like somebody I've never seen before in my life. You're just walking yeah. Nose. I mean, maybe you've seen them, but they're just a person walking down the street that you don't know. They're a stranger. Okay, so it couldn't be like one of my flag football kids where I'm like, got your nose to some kid I don't really know. I, I want to do kind of know. I want to do it to a kid, um, a stranger kid. I think you could pull it off uh, to your to your football like team, but yeah. but no, it just has to be a true stranger. That's what we do. Yeah. So a loser has to st- steal someone's nose. This sounds like the worst idea in the whole world. Sounds like <laughs> I'm going to get punched in the face. Yeah, you you might, but I'm going to do it if I lose that bet. Well, that we're, well we're you're going to, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so that bet that we're not even going to keep track of. All right, so let's get into the week four six-pack and a pound recap where Mike and I picked six games and we pounded one. Mike had just a hell of a week um, other than he lost his pound, which is starting to feel like it could be like very flawed thing because that keeps me in things. It keep so like, but we on our pounded game. It is we only lose a hundred if we lose it. No, you lose three hundred. You plus only that. lose you. So only, I think I'm only up plus one hundred for the week. Then two hundred. I was at plus two. You sure? Plus two, plus two hundred for the week. Okay. And now I'll that fix I think, our stuff here. I I have it in the Google Slides, Mike. So. If you if you get into okay. our Google Slides, it's all right. Um, if you got so, it squared away, we're good. But so yeah, you lost seven hundred last week. You won two hundred this week, so you are at negative twelve hundred right yep. now. Yep. Um, but anyways, you crushed it. You go. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, and two on the week but only win 200 and I absolutely shit the bed where I go 
two and five. So we flipped the script. The only thing that I did better than you is I got the pounded game of the week, right? So I ended up negative 100. But that was Mike's saving grace right there because he does not, as you can see, he's not shirtless in this show. Yep. So I need to pay the piper a little bit. I'm going to see how good I can do this after talking shit to Mike so much. But Mike, you got to do the play-by-play. We need um, to figure out how to put a timer on these things. See if we're getting better. Oh, sprayed himself already. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's bubbling over all his over his computer. He's no. having a rough time here. Oh, no. I can't get it on the computer. Yeah, you get it on the computer, and we're going to have real problems probably in Pat's household. Yeah. We did not get it on the computer. If my wife is listening to this part of the show, none of it went <laughs> on the computer. All right. I do not have the best hole punched here. Dang. Yeah. I am struggling already. He, oh, there he goes. He's got it up. on Can's going. It's going pretty quick. Oh, yeah. He's way faster than me. Holy cow. Crushing that shotgun. He's, yep. Tears in his <laughs> eyes. Burping. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that'll wake you up. But I won't lie. I once I crushed, I can still feel a little in here. I thought I was done. So you beat me. I still no, had I a swallow. So. Still had a swallow. But yeah, not too bad. It tastes pretty good. It does do something to your eyes and your stomach for sure, though. It does not affect my stomach too bad. I mean, I suppose I have a burp right instantly. With that, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever done. I haven't done too many beers shotgunning, right? Maybe one or two, but I don't remember doing any. I would imagine that ha- same thing happens with beer that you get like the burps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife and I have been trying to chug a beer before, like the start of all the football games on Sundays. It's kind of her ritual uh, to get. She thinks it helps her fantasy team go so we've been trying to chug beers and are you guys shotgun the beers no we're not quite shotgun i think i am gonna try to shotgun mine this week i don't know if that'll be cheating but she just likes to try to chug it and she's getting a little bit quicker but the first week i did a high life bottle and i sucked down the whole thing like no it was a problem like don't get me wrong like my stomach hurt and like it was harder than I expected it to be, but we've been trying to chug just like a light, like the blue moon sky beer or whatever. Okay. So a pretty light beer. And man, I cannot chug that shit to save my life. So I think I got to go to the Miller light and the shotgunning department. And so is it, is that like blue moon, like sky, like a little lighter beer of version of blue moon? Because Blue Moon isn't like a heavy beer, but I wouldn't consider it a light beer either. Yeah, it is. It's like the light version of Blue Moon. So, okay. But it, it tastes pretty good. But yeah, it is harder to chug than I would have expected. I was like, oh, these are going to be, it's like in a skinny can. So I was like, this is going to be too easy to do. But, but yes, nice work, Mike. Way to avoid the shirtlessness. Now yeah. I'm a, now I'm on the clock for, for the shirtless show. I did uh, feel like there was a lot of pressure here on this week's picks. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you had it all, but we do another side league and man, I was, I was missing everything even in that one. So are you yeah. ready for this week, Mike? No. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back to you. No, I got my picks. You think you think I would come into the show without my picks? I just yeah, put them right. Your you didn't write your picks down, so I don't like that we opened the curtain to the fourth wall again or whatever it is, <laughs> third wall, whatever, however you put that. But that's all right. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Then do so, you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, I'll let you go first. I think I went first the first three or four weeks. So three weeks, four weeks. All, all right. right. So right right now we're gonna jump into. Pats, six-pack, and a pound. All right. First game I have for my six-pack and a pound is the Cowboys at the 49ers. The 49ers are minus four. I think the Cowboys are overrated. Take 
those 49ers and give up the points. Next thing we have is Chiefs minus four at the Vikings. And I was loving that minus four number. And I am taking the Chiefs because the Vikings suck ass. And next game I have is Jets at the Broncos. Broncos are minus one and a half. I do think the Broncos are the worst team in the league. And seeing a little fight from the Jets last week, this does feel like it could be a trap, but I don't give a shit. Give me the Jets plus one and a half and make it a double dog. So you don't even need that plus one and a half. That is my double dog. Just take the cheat or the Jets straight up. Next game we got is the Bengals minus three at the Cardinals. I'm going with the dog here. Again, the Cardinals are keeping it close. They're a better team than they get credit for. Take those Cardinals plus three and you will get 100 bing bongs. Next game we have is Ravens minus four at the Steelers. Steelers plus four at home against their biggest rival. Take the Steelers. Uh, Mike Tomlin's going to dial up something good and keep that game at least close. So that'll come down to the wire. Next game we have is the Giants at the Dolphins. Dolphins are minus 11. Another feel like a trap game. I feel like the Dolphins should be minus 50 in this game. So, But I am going to try to taste that cheese again. I'm going to take the Dolphins and give the 11 points. So Dolphins minus 11. Take it. And my pound it game of the week. Eagles minus four and a half at the Rams. Go with the Eagles minus four and a half, and you better pound it. Pound it. All right. Uh, I like it. Um, so I'll get into mine. There's a couple where we're on the opposite. We've got a couple on the same same side here. So um, for my six pack and a pound, I got the Giants at the Dolphins. Dolphins are minus 11 and a half. I'm taking the Dolphins minus 11 and a half here. This was the toughest. This is the last game I picked, but uh, that's a tough one for me. I don't, that's a big line. I don't like it. Next up, I got the Eagles at the Rams plus four and a half. I'm taking the Rams plus four and a half here. Um, Eagles haven't been blowing teams out. Rams have been way better than I expected this year. Next up, I got the Bears at the Commanders. The Commanders are minus five and a half. Five and a half. I'm taking the Commandos at minus five and a half. Titans at Colts. Colts are minus one and a half. I'm taking the Titans here plus one and a half. Chiefs at Vikings. The Vikings are plus four. I'm taking the Chiefs minus four in this one because the Vikings suck ass. Uh, next up, I got the Bengals at the Cardinals plus three. I'm taking the Cardinals plus three. I'm going to hit it with a double dog. They don't need to cover. They, they're they going to win straight up and outright. The Bengals are bad. They cannot protect Joe Burrow. And it's going to be a slaughter again this week for the Bengals. Uh, and for my pound it game of the week, I got the Panthers at the Lions. Pound the Lions. The Panthers are terrible. The Lions are good. If they can beat the Packers, they can beat anybody by 10. Yeah, Lions minus 10. I don't think you threw that in there till the very end. But yeah, yep. Okay. You got it. Lions you, minus 10. I'm, I apologize. You got it. I'm going to go and yeah, no, I I like the ones that we double stamp. So the games we double stamp, these are guaranteed wins, guaranteed money for you guys. Double so, mushroom stamps. Yep. Yep. We're doing it at the same time too. So it's it's extra special. Um Dolphins of minus 11 and a half versus the Giants in Miami. So that one we double stamped. We double stamped the Cardinals game. But you even got like a little aggressive. You shook that stamp right on its face. I uh, took the double dog there. Um, and then the Chiefs minus four. So yeah, we were our brain waves were connecting. So we can we can kind of see because if you didn't know, like we don't we don't tell each other what games we have to pick from. So and don't really look at what other what each other has picked. So so yeah, yeah we three three guaranteed wins in this week. Yeah, mushroom stamps. Yeah, double mushroom stamps. Um, I think that will do it for the show this week. As always, we appreciate the support. Please go out there, like, subscribe, download. We love you guys. And Mike, what do you got for him? So if you got a like, if you guys like are watching YouTube on the side, just throw us on and let it play through. 
that that make me feel good about life. Um, but other than that, if you're doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.